Greetings and thank you for tuning in again, yet again, to Just Jeeva Neva. Geneva, aka Neva, however you want to say it, however you want it to flow from your lips. Thank you for tuning in yet again to the show. Now, I have some heavy hitting topics for you guys today, but first things first. Let me go ahead and start out with the prayer, as I promised every episode would open with that or a scripture. You know, I think I want to even add a poem of some sort, but for right now, I don't want to take up your time. Father God, thank you for another day. Now that the night has come, and now that we are resting in meditation, Father God, all the promises that you have laid before us on today, first starting with the breath of fresh air, which you gave us this morning, direction you've given us all day, the food that we ate today, the dinner we're eating tonight, Father God, the charity that you have given us to be towards one another, according to your word, to treat others as we want to be treated. Because most importantly, that's really where we're at right now in this world, Father God. We need to treat each other the way we want to be treated. Helpers one to another. Thank you for the help that you have provided us with. Now, Father God, I'm asking for leadership and guidance going to this holiday season. Going into a new year. Thanking you in advance. Amen. Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty. The topics. I have so many things I want to discuss with you guys. And there's so many things I want you guys to chime in on. It's okay to chime in. Whether you want to call in or if you want to leave me a voicemail letting me know exactly how you feel about the episode and if you deserve a spot on the show. First things first, celibacy. I am a huge advocate for being celibate. Why? Because I have done it successfully on and off for years. I, I was a running virgin for a very long time. I was well into my... I want to say my mid-twenties before even the idea of laying down with someone or engaging with someone in that way. So to me, sex was like, okay, and what about it? I wasn't one of those girls that just had to have a boyfriend. That, That was the furthest thing from my mind because all guys were friends. I was one of the biggest tomboys you could have slapped a name on. That was me. If you were a guy, you were my friend. That's how I saw you. That's how I wanted you. I didn't want you in any other um, position. And I'll even show you how weird it was. Um, I was such a tomboy to the point to where um, we used to have uh, movies growing up. And... I mean, we had basic instinct. We had these, like, um, my first stepfather, he had these, like, I, 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 I can't even describe, like, he had these movies that were, like, back from, they were, like, the 70s, the 80s. He even had some from the 60s. And so, for me, being the tomboy I was, and kind of still am, 
um, I would give them to my friends. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Um, Derek and Tony. Oh, my God. Derek and Tony. I can never forget these two. Those jokers. But um, being in with them without having the you got to put out type of vibe from them. It was like, okay, just give them the videos. So anytime they were like, oh, we're going to have a party. Did you come in? You want the shower? You want the bathroom? Do you want the bedroom? Do you want the guest room? Do you want this? Do you want that? No, but take the videos. Let me know how it goes. Bye, guys. <laughs> like that, I, I really didn't want to have sex at that point. To me, if you were a guy, you were my friend. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see you sexually that way. I did. I, I didn't want that. But um, I had a close friend in uh, grade school, going up to junior high, and his name was Adam, and he had this thing with a friend of mine. Um, Roxy. That'll be her name for now. I, I don't. I don't want to put her name out. Th- her real name out there, but um, they left campus to have sex. So it was. It was weird because everybody was coming up to me. Geneva, have you seen Adam? Have you seen Roxy? Have you seen this? This? It's like no. Aren't they at lunch? Geneva. You don't hear the bell, but going to the next class hour, like, they should have been back. I was like, oh, uh, well, they'll be back, you know, maybe they're already in class. Like, to me, being naive was the easiest part. Saying, I didn't know, or how could I know, or finding a million and one ways to avoid answering the question that was asked to me. So... But at that point in time and age, I wasn't ready for sex. And I knew that. I didn't want the weight that came down with that. And then, of course, um, in junior high, a friend of mine ends up getting pregnant. It wasn't Roxy. It was another friend I had back in elementary school going into junior high. She gets pregnant. So it was kind of like... Huh? And then looking up, it was three other girls that got pregnant. And then there was another set that got pregnant. And to me, it was just like, what the hell is going on? What's in the water? I ain't drinking that water. I don't want them. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. No, I'm good. I, I'm really good. But life is life. And when it comes, you can't, you can't knock it. You can't shut it down because it's developing. It's growing. Give it eight to nine months. It's going to be here. So. (laughs) So for me, deciding to be celibate at that age, to me, set a tone for me. I watched how many girls were in my class or in my classes that wouldn't be there anymore. Most schools, especially high schools, broke down on that to where you had to go to an alternative school. You couldn't go 
to that high school anymore or that grade school anymore. You had to go to the alternative schools for pregnant girls. I didn't know they still did that. To be honest, I thought that was something that they had back in the day. If you were an un, unwed uh, teen, you had to go to a school specifically for pregnant girls. But apparently, it was new to me. I didn't, I didn't know they had schools like that still. I, I really didn't. To me, it was taboo. It was something that just didn't exist. But it does. I guess they feel that if if you're pregnant, if you're on campus, you're leading the minds to want to have sex and to be pregnant and things like that. They felt it was their way of cutting it down. But you have sex education on campus. So now you have these hormone enraged children and you're putting them in a class. Mixed gender. With each other. So now whatever questions they were already thinking about, they were already wondering about. You have them sitting in a class together with each other. Now figuring it out. But my mother never signed off on that <laughs> permission slip at all. She wouldn't do it. But one class, one time when that class came up, um, I turned in my permission slip saying, no, I couldn't go to the class. The teacher never checked it. She was actually going to send me to the class. And we were halfway to the class. And I was like, where am I going? She said, in here. And I said, no, no, no. My mother didn't say it was okay for me to go to the class. She said, I'm not. I told her, I said, I'm not okay. Or I haven't been given permission to go to sex education. So what alternative class do I have? She said, you could do CPR. <laughs> so um, I went to CPR. And sex education lasted... Um, a week so for I would say for two hours for that week um, I had first hour second hour by third hour um, that was sex education so during third hour I would end up going to CPR and I mean it, it was a it was definitely a need-to-know class. <laughs> it was, I mean, I definitely learned a lot. I really did. I mean, I definitely learned the proper way, the right way of how to, you know, how to give CPR, um, how to check vital signs. Um, I mean, I, I learned quite a bit in that class. It was just, it was just different. Because the guys, a lot of the guys and the girls, you could tell how they took the sex ed class. Because for me, it was like, and one ear on the bus, one girl was talking. She was like, oh my God, did you see how big the baby was coming out? Oh my God, did you see how that guy was literally trying to get her to? And I'm like, what? 
What are you talking about? What? So now I'm intrigued. Now I'm curious because I want to know exactly what it is they're talking about. And But I was also annoyed because, one, I didn't know what they were talking about. And two, the guys were kind of almost, they were like, oh, so you want to know what we learned in class today? You want to know what we talked about? And then one of them got really fresh with me and went to go touch me. And because he caught me off guard, the first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to punch him. So he jumped back and I had to, literally had to catch myself. I was like, I am so sorry. So, 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 so I'm so sorry. I, I, I wasn't trying to hit you. He said, he said, you can't get pregnant from me touching you. Not like that anyway. He's like, I'm sorry. He said, he said, I forget how reserved you are. I forget how protected you are. And to me, I mean, at that time, I couldn't say I was offended. Because I wasn't offended. If anything, it came to the point to where um, she's reserved. She's, she's the no girl. And... So I just stuck with it. I just I just I just kept it. So being celibate to me that stigma that stigma carried me all the way until um I want to say till I was about my early mid 20s. Early mid 20s. And um you know, there's, you know, there's nothing you can do when that latch is broken. Like, once your hymen has been broken, you know, virginity is officially out of the is out of the box. I mean, you can get your hymen re- reattached, but from what I've read about it, it hurts like hell. It's almost like as if, okay, I've never given birth, but. From how it's been described, it's the equivalent to giving birth, having your hymen reattached. After that bone has been broken, now you're trying to reseal it up. You're trying to reclose it. And now that's going to take time because you have to wait till that process heals. You have to wait till it is, I guess... Uh, breakable again? <laughs> God, that sounds so bad. But, um, and there was a story years ago about a woman who, for her anniversary, she would reattach her hymen just so her husband can re-break it. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, he broke it once. You're good. You don't have to keep reattaching it so he can break it again. That, that, that's kind of dumb. But I guess that's what their, lo- their love meant to them. So I, I, can't, I can't knock it. But granted, if it was up to me, I would go all the way back to one and done. I would go all the way back to being... To reserve, to being Miss No, to being that no girl, or I, I would so go back, but uh, 
but uh, I mean, I'll admit, I've seen my share of um, the whole. Oh my God! Oh my God! God, Jesus! They—that's really his. What? I didn't know you could make him like that. What? To um, where is it? <laughs> and that—and that's the hard part. Like you—you you never want to be the girl who sits back and pause because you—you don't because you don't know what to say. It's like, how do you go from seeing one that's as long as your arm to seeing one that you're speechless? You're profoundly speechless. But, but in in my life, you know, um, it wasn't about that for me because, like I was saying before, I was celibate. And now that I know officially um, three men well enough to say I know these three, um, I mean, I know one, um, I'm more remorseful than I'm more in remorse for that one because if I could go back. To what led up to me and him, um, I would redo everything. I would, I wouldn't answer the phone. I wouldn't be as available. I wouldn't have been so. <sighs> I wouldn't have been so. Like, you know, he's amazing. He's wonderful. Like, we get along together. We feel good together. See, to me, the feeling of, feeling of is what really got me into a lot of trouble. Because all it took was him saying, I think this is love. Not that he knew this was love. Not that he was in love with me. Not that he was um, feeling strongly. In that way with me, I think this is love. He, was, he wasn't even aware himself how he felt about me. Because he put think. I think. I mean, I know the Bible says, so a man thinketh. But, in this stance, he said, I think this is love. In the same breath, he said, I think this is love. Then he asked, how do you feel about marriage? Do you want to get married? Would you be willing to or around to us getting married? To turn around, do a complete 180. And the reason why I say 180 is because it didn't go 360 to where it came back around. It was a 180 to where he flipped the script almost. To the point to where if I saw him to this day, I would go across the street. Or I would hightail it, 
gas on the gas. In fact, I, I do it in such a way to where we don't even work the same events. I used to work a lot of concerts. I work. I used to work a lot of um, red carpets. But for me and my sanity and my safety, I avoid any connection to this person. I, I avoid all contacts. And the hard part with that is in this business, um, we travel in the same circles. So, yeah, it does sound very retarded out loud about how how am I avoiding this person if you guys are in the same circles because we're in the same circles but respectfully to a stance to where friends let me know ahead of time oh okay so such and such is covering this or such and such is over this oh, okay well I can't make that event but I'll catch you on the flip side you know I'll, I'll catch up with you in the next thing or whatever so, to me, it costs me a lot, more than I care to divulge about anymore, but it, it costs me a lot. In fact, it cost me to the point to where I didn't date for years after this man. I, I didn't, don't touch me, don't look at me, don't, no, 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 no. And even when um, I had a miscarriage, after dealing with that man, it was hard because I had, I had the miscarriage and I didn't have to tell him about, about me being pregnant. I didn't have to do that at all. But regardless of the fact of what he did that got me in that position... I was going to tell him. First thing he said, I would say, so you were cheating on me? You were running around on me? Whose baby is that? And I said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You're not that guy. That guy that would denounce a baby. You're not that guy who would say it's not his. Because you have two You were unsure about for years. You never tested. And I wouldn't dare have been a Lucy Fugazi that would have ran around on you. You ran around on me. But I never would have ran off on you. See, but arguments like that. Were were limited and far in between because my, my next step was God I can't I can't I can't not no 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 God no 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 God please God please I can't so no I didn't have an abortion I'm anti-abortions I mean I understand why some women do end up getting them I mean if I mean, I was raped, but I wasn't going to go as far as to go and have an abortion. I know some women do for many reasons, whether it's rape or it's incest rape or it's incest or any other 
combinations of things. So, but to me, I think if I had kept my celibacy intact, if I had said, you know what, you're putting up the idea of marriage, but you're not really, but we're not engaged yet. You're talking about the option to get engaged to me. You're talking about the possibility of us doing these things. So until you put the ring on it, until we take vows, <laughs> we can't. But at that time, you know, I was always taught, you know, put God first. You have to get married. You have to have babies. But it was never on the plateau. Okay, God's up here. Have a career. Get married. And then you could have kids. It was never in that order. It was never mandated that way. It was always put God first. Get married. Have babies. It was never do you want children. It was never a question of do you even want to be married. Because if they had asked me. I would have been flat out open and honest. And I would have said no I don't want to get married. I don't want children. Because I had seen so much growing up. No. Hell no. Freak no. But God I love you. You first. You first, Jesus second, boom. But, but to me, because celibacy is such a choice, and I love the fact that celibacy is a choice, like I can choose any year, I could choose multiple years to say, you know what, I'm shutting up shop, I'm not, nope, nope, no, 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 nope. I'm not having sex this year. I'm not having sex next year. Don't ask me. There's nothing you can say or do. I don't want to lay down with you type of situation. And I've done it before. I've done it for years. But now it's almost as if if you you say you're celibate, most people take it as almost as if you're well they take it one of two ways if you say you're being celibate a lot of people feel like oh, okay well you know you've slept with all the people you wanted to sleep with so you're taking a break well that's a possibility or maybe one has nothing to do with the other maybe they want something more meaningful than their bodies you can be intimate with somebody without being naked with somebody. I think we've lost the connection of what intimacy really is. If you can screw my brain, if you can screw my mind, if you can pierce me with your intellect. Okay, baby. Okay. It's a go. It's a green light. Yep, 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 yep. But it, it, it takes more than money. It takes more than the glam and the glitz. It takes more than the things that are passing now with these reality TV, TV shows that aren't real, that are scripted. And 
And at the end of the day, really BS. But there's not much you can do when it's like it's it's thrown in your face. It, you're being slapped with it. It's like, you know, I know they friends. I know there's no feud. I know this ain't real. That ain't real. But because they stuff it down our throats so much, because they congest us with it, that's why I don't watch reality TV. I don't watch these reality TV shows. I don't, I can't. Why would I watch a fake show when I can't stand fake people? That's just where I sit with that. But go ahead and chime in. Let me know how you feel about celibacy. Is it? too overspoken is it said too much is it said too literal are people taking celibacy to a a point to where it's almost losing the meaning of abstaining from sex i don't know i know for me i'm abstaining from sex altogether but to someone else It can mean something totally different. Let me know. All right. Topic number two. Freezing your eggs. Now, ladies, let me know if I'm right or wrong. I was asked this question earlier tonight about the possibility of freezing eggs and where did I sit with that? How do I see that? I'm not going to say too much because the article is going to come out. But um, me and her had a great conversation about this. And I was telling her that um, the thought of freezing my eggs did come up to mind when um, after a stint in this engagement and well at first it was like the questioning of you know are we going to get married do we want to get married type of situation and um and then after um everything with that gentleman um I thought about freezing my eggs like you know what I I got time so I'm gonna go ahead and lock them up I'm gonna freeze them I'm gonna put them away and so they'll be preserved for when that time does come, when I want to be pregnant, when I want to be with someone who I'm going to have a family with. The thought crossed my mind. I remember speaking to it, speaking about it with, um, with individuals. Some said I was crazy. They said, you know, you're a sister and we don't do that. No, my sisters didn't say that. Other black women were telling me that. You're like, no, we don't freeze our eggs. That's not what we do. You know, babies are given to us by God. We don't control it. Man doesn't control that. Science doesn't control that. Medical doesn't control that. I was like, what? I was like, look, it's just freezing them until I'm ready. If you're not ready, then be celibate. If you're not ready, then stop having sex. If you're not ready, then, you know, it was all those things. Don't do this. Don't do that. But don't freeze your eggs. It was like, okay. And in my mind, I'm thinking, would you tell a woman that has cancer not to freeze her eggs? 
No, I don't think so. Would you tell a woman who would be at high risk of a pregnancy not to freeze her eggs? No, I don't think so. But me and me and the young woman were really discussing about how you could freeze your eggs, but then you have freezing your eggs and then you have evitro. Evitro is where you freeze your eggs and the selected sperm and you freeze that until it's time you want to be impregnated with that sperm, with that egg. But, to me personally, um, I want to go through the whole motions. I don't want to have to, you know, wait for that egg to be put in me that's already been my egg, that sperm, boom. Now it's being placed inside. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want that though. I don't. I want to go through the whole motions to where, you know, we went the whole like, uh, I want to say the average, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> and now you're pregnant type of situation. I'd rather experience that. Than to having to go and now you gotta lay down, be inseminated, and now the baby's gonna grow inside of you type of situation or your surrogate, whatever, whichever comes, comes type of situation. But I mean, I just still think that. The idea, unless it's necessary, and depending on your age. Now, ladies, you have to pay attention to this part because after a certain age, becoming pregnant and giving birth becomes at a more higher risk for us. Because my second miscarriage came when I was 32. So... Now, at the age I'm at now, getting pregnant is going to be a, at a higher risk. I see that. I'm aware of that. I know this. I'm not oblivious to this. Um, so it's it's really one of those things where you have to dare or beware. Am I going to dare to be aware of the fact that this would be a very bold decision? Would I be one and done? One child and that's it? Or would it be something that I would be willing to risk, risk my life over a limb for? But these are, these are things that come up. But black people, us black ladies, it's taboo to say that um, we're going to harvest our eggs. It's taboo to say that... Um, we're going to get a surrogate because we were always the surrogates. We were always getting everybody's babies to raise their babies. We were always the ones that had to raise up children, whether it was ours or somebody else's. It was always us. So 
to have a surrogate, it's like, what are you doing? What, what, wait a minute. We don't do that. Really? We don't do that? So, really? We don't do that. But we do. We do. Now, 2020, we have this pending impeachment trial that's going on. The question is, is he doing things that are unconstitutional? Heck yes. Is he doing things that are slapping and smearing stench in our faces? Yes. His entire introduction into the White House was pretty much a slap in every voter and American face. You have a reality TV star. You have a man who literally pretty much had the bank system in New York at the brink of bankruptcy. This is the same man who would get loan after loan after loan after loan after loan after loan with very little, if no, payoff. But they kept giving this fool loans. They kept giving this fool money. Me and you can't do that. If I borrowed $100,000 today and I said within a year's time, I was going to pay that loan back. If I didn't give that money back within a year's time, oh, you guarantee and better believe there would be so, so many trials that would come up. Because one, I owe the bank the money. Two, I faulted on that loan. Which is kind of, to me, it's like, okay, I fought on this loan, so if you put me in jail, how am I going to pay on that loan? Or you you damage my credit so bad, nobody is going to give me another dime until I pay that back. And most businesses nowadays, they won't hire you. If you have to work so much overtime on their dime so you can pay off any debt you have. Because they're looking at it as, okay, so she's working full time for us, but she's doing weekend overtime. She's getting time and a half. She's not taking her vacations. So, she's racking up all these hours. We're paying her all this money so she can pay so-and-so back, so-and-so back, so-and-so back. Like, she's more, she's, I mean, she's a great employee, but she's more of a hassle because she's costing us more money than anything. I mean, I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm probably not housing it exactly 100% legitimate-wise of how... A lot of the jobbing markets work, but I do know for a fact that if you are more liability because of your hours, because you need so many hours, that I do know for a fact.
That I do. Personally, I don't know what's taking Congress so long. I don't know what's taking the Senate so long. The Democrats have already made this their peace with this. It's just a few Republicans that don't want to budge on this. And I get it. They're up. Uh, many of them are up for re-election. But why should I re-elect you if you can't even step up and stand out and say, I know he's doing wrong. I know this is corrupt. I know what he's doing with the money. Or I don't know what he's doing with the money. But I have yet to see any proof of any of his income taxes. I have yet to see any proof that he wasn't using his campaign funds. I haven't seen any proof that he isn't misusing the money. I haven't seen any proof. But you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to hold this impeachment trial out until 2020. Why are you going to give this man another year? Why? Why? I'm lost on this. But I'm just one person. So the topics today were celibacy, freezing eggs, 2020. Oh, now here comes my favorite. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I'm so looking excited and forward to it. Personally, I hope the Patriots lose the Super Bowl. I hope that they don't. Yeah. I hope they don't win the Super Bowl um, this year. I seriously hope and pray. They don't. They don't. They're 10 and 2 now, which means that they are beatable. It is possible to beat them. This whole, they can't be beat. They're the top number one team. Bullish. And that's very foolish to think that no one can get past you because they got past them. Toys. We have the Seahawks, which I am so proud of. Very proud of them. And then you have your Ravens. Very proud of the Ravens right now. Um, now it's really just going to boil down to what's going to happen on the yard line. Like, what's going to happen, you know... At the Super Bowl, I'm definitely excited about the Pro Bowl. I've been to one once, and I, I really like the selection of the teams. I definitely like, liked when they picked the players, they called them out, and I loved being around the press. Um, I mean, it was really everything to me. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, it's an experience. If you ever get close to it, it's definitely an experience that... You know, in that time, you just, it's breathtaking. I'll say that. It's very breathtaking. But, you know, I, I was humbled by the experience, and I, I wouldn't replace it for anything in the world. 